Hello, everybody, and welcome back to So Get This, a Supernatural podcast. The podcast where I talk about Supernatural, and also the podcast where I take 10 hours to figure out how to make a podcast before actually recording every single time. For some reason, I will never figure out this this pop filter that goes on the microphone, just for some reason. Since my last episode, I have watched the first two episodes of Supernatural, season one, and I gotta say, I am, I'm, I'm thrown, I'm emotional, I'm like excited, it's just, it's a time right now. So in the first episode, it opens up in November, November, um, November 2nd, 1983, which is a date that I used to like have memorized in the back of my mind. Like it was like a family member's birthday or some shit. I, when I say I was invested, (laughs) um, so it starts in the Winchester home with John and Mary and Sam and Dean and you know, classic. So Dean's supposed to be like four here, Sam's six months and you know, it starts with them being like a normal family. They're saying goodnight, whatever. And then, you know, all the spooky shit goes down. The whole beginning with the piano, I remember used to like freak me out. Like as a nine-year-old watching the show in like the middle of the night, as I used to do a lot, I would, if it was on in the middle of the night, it's like dark in my room. I remember hearing the piano start, like when like Mary gets up and hears Sam crying and like you hear the piano, like Oh, I just got the chills thinking about it, not even hearing it. And, like, that used to weird me out in the middle of the night. And then, like, it would, like, calm down, obviously, after the whole scene. And it goes into, like, Sam at college. Little college boy. Um, yeah, I just remember that used to freak me out. And then, not the not the part where uh, she's, you know, on the ceiling and everything, burning. The piano and, like, just music and the vibe of it used to weird me out. And I used to, like, get the chills every time she would go downstairs and see John laying there on the, on the chair and realizing that it's not him in her son's bedroom. I feel like I'm not doing a good job at explaining what happened, but if you're here, you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. I'm just here to give my thoughts. Um, oh, I also realized when I watched this last night that I'm almost Sam's age at the start of the show. Like, I guess he's supposed to be like 22, maybe 21, maybe just 22. But I'm almost 21, so it just, like, weirded me out that we're in, like, the same kind of, like, place in our life, in a way. And that just really weirded me out because watching as a kid, I'm like, wow, you're so old. And now I'm like, bitch, you're here. (laughs) It's also so weird watching it and knowing what I know about John and Mary. Like, when you see them in the beginning, it's, like, weird because... Because in the future, they show flashbacks of the two of them on, on like, multiple occasions of, with, like, younger actors and stuff. And all the stuff in seasons 12 and on, I want to say, just make it a little different seeing them. Whereas, like, they were kind of like these, like, unknown people at the start of it. Because you don't see John that much and the mom's dead and everything. So it gives them, like, more to their story when you see them in this environment i don't know how to explain that but it just it just hits different you know oh my god the part where he's like take your brother outside as fast as you can holy shit if i had a dollar for every time i've heard that because not only have i seen this a million times but they play that in like the the um the previously on 
in the beginning of like every single episode from like this point on for a very long time and I used to watch those back to back constantly over and over again so I've heard those words so many times that like I feel like that's the type of thing you'd wake up in like a cold sweat like hearing because it's just it's just ingrained in my mind right now I also took note that the OG title card was so much less aggressive like when they when the supernatural title card comes up it's like so simple I don't think there was any like sound effects in this episode I think in the next one there's like a little bit but still not as aggressive as they become like I just remember I remember even last week watching the season 14 finale and when the title card came up it like screamed at me and I literally I remember being like oh or no I think I like shushed it I like shushed the tv I'd love to see like a a compilation video of sorts where like like all the title cards of Supernatural back to back. I'm sure that exists somewhere. I'm sure someone's already done it, but I I'd, I'd still like to see it. I'd like to see it. I would like to see it. Cuz like I feel like they just get louder and like more intense, which makes sense. It's like how the Warner Brothers logo on the Harry Potter movies get like darker and darker with every movie. Yeah, so after the whole intro with the Winchesters and everything, we see Sammy. It's like, how many years later is it? Oh, I guess if they say 22 years later or 23, I don't wait. Wait, why am I not remembering? No, it's 22 because it's 2005. Okay. Wow, had a moment. Um, so 22 years later, and Sam is in college. He's got a girlfriend who, oh my god, Jess is so, like, supportive. She's so nice. I just, I'd, I've also, I didn't think too much into her character as a child. And I don't think they put too much thought into her, like, in general. Like, not that they didn't care about her, because obviously, uh, it's, I keep trying to stop myself from saying that she dies, because, like, I feel like it's a spoiler, but, like, if you're here, you've seen the entire episode, I would assume. At least that. But, um, like, it's not like they just... Because they obviously just created her so that she could die, and then Sam goes off with Dean. And in the end, like, as the show goes on, like, because that's what the show's about. But I wonder if they, like... I guess they didn't really put too much thought into her, like, detail-wise. Like, I don't know. I just love to know more about her the older I am now like was she also a law student like Sam was I don't know all I know is that she was supportive and she was great and you know it's fucked up (laughs) but more on that later I had more thoughts after shit goes down so then after they're like at the bar and shit and uh oh I have it saved I love that I think it was a tumblr post or something where they compared his LSAT, I think it was, his whatever the law score is, with um, Elle Woods from Legally Blonde. And he got a 174 and she got a 179. And everyone just, like, made a big deal about that. Wow, that was great content. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was really funny. So then he makes, like, vague reference to his family that he doesn't talk to and his friend's like, let's do shots. And him and Jessica are responsible and and she's just so nice and she the way he she looks at him when he's like no i don't talk to my family like it's just so upsetting because like i she was a good person guys i don't know why i got so attached to jess in this episode watching it last night but i did and that's that on that (laughs) 
Actually, it's not because I'm going to talk about it again later. Anyways, so then they're sleeping in their apartment or dorm. I'm not really sure, actually. No, I guess apartment because they don't... You can't share in the dorm. Okay. And then, you know, you see, like, a random man breaking in. And what do you know? It's Mr. Dean Winchester. And even his silhouette looks young, okay? Like, literally, they showed him. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, he is a child and like they're like even though like after they like fist fight each other for a minute because apparently he still can't tell that it's his brother like even with the light coming in the window um but like their whole dynamic made me so emotional because it's just like dean and his kid brother and they're just like kids and it's so weird even though dean's 26 in this and i guess i guess sam is 22 then yeah that makes sense I don't know why I've been questioning his age this entire time. It's really not that relevant. But yeah, it was just so, like, interesting seeing it like that. Like, they obviously get closer as the show goes on and everything. And they are... I don't know. But it's just this early on dynamic is just so different from how they are now as, like, full-grown adults. Weird. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, we get the... Because he's like, oh, whatever you could say, you could say in front of Jess. When Dean tries to explain why he's here and everything. And we get the iconic... The iconic, dad's on a hunting trip and he hasn't been home in a few days. Dad's on a hunting trip and he hasn't been home in a few days. If I had a fucking dollar for every time I've heard that, <laughs> again, because it's in every single recap, it's like, it was like the title, not the title, it was like the tagline of the show for a while. And it was around this part, because when he, he's like, oh, excuse me, Jess, and they go and, yo, I just realized... He's dating Jess, and he was Dean on Gilmore Girls. Jess and Dean, I'm sorry, I'm having a moment. Only because I just got to the point where this was, when he goes outside with Dean, and they have, like, the whole conversation about, like, you know what's out there, like, we know, like, there's monsters, whatever, we gotta find Dad. Um, and they basically just, like, give us, like, a recap on their childhood that we didn't get to actually see. They just kind of fill in the blanks there. It was, it was like at this point in the episode where I realized how smooth of a transition Jared Padalecki made acting wise from Gilmore Girls to Supernatural because like you could tell the difference between the characters even though he's the same age it's and he went literally straight into it. You can differentiate the characters which some sometimes you, you can especially when it's like immediately after like a major character like that like you can't like you can see the difference but like it's just... Some people's acting styles are like not monotone, but like they're they have similar characteristics to their old characters. Like they put some I don't know how to I'm not explaining this right, but you get it. So he made like a really I think he transitioned well because at the point in, in Gilmore Girls when he exits, no one really likes him, and you're not I don't think you're even supposed to like him at that point. Maybe in the beginning you are, but you definitely shouldn't towards the end of his run on the show and like you can separate that because he is just completely different and also let's talk about real quick that jared padalecki has been on the same network for like 20 years now he started on gilmore girls season he was in the very first episode of gilmore girls on the wb network in 2000 and he was in the first five seasons or was he in six too I can't remember right now, actually. Maybe. 
either way, he he was on it, and then immediately from exiting the show, he went into Supernatural. Supernatural started running on the same network, the WB, and which is now the CW. I think at some point during season six or seven of Gilmore Girls, they transitioned. They changed from the CW, from the WB to the CW. I don't have all my facts on that, but I know that that's what happened. And then he's been consistently on Supernatural since the beginning. Obviously, he's the one of the main characters. But like, how crazy is that? Not only has he been like nonstop working, but he's been with the same network for so long. Like when by the time when season fifteen is over in twenty twenty, he will have been on the same network for exact for like exactly twenty years, and that's impressive and like damn it goes back to what i said in my last episode they they deserve a break they these men work very hard everybody on that show does like it's it's insane oh my god and that's why season 14 had like a shortage of episodes it was they cut like two of the episodes i think i don't know if they cut stories like that they actually had to tell or if they from the get-go had said that it was going to be 20 episodes but either way, they, they cut the episode and they said it was because they just kind of didn't put in, like, fluff episodes, like, filler episodes. And because, basically, because they have kids, they have lives, like, they needed to chill, I guess. So, but either way, that's a little off topic. Yeah, that's all I had to say about the whole Gilmore Girls thing. I feel like I'm going to bring up Gilmore Girls a few, at least a few more times. Especially since I think in season two they referenced Gilmore Girls at one point. Oh my god, I remember that. <laughs> that was like a really big deal for me at the time. Because I would watch Gilmore Girls as a kid, so... And then watching this, I, when they mentioned it, it just... It shook me. And then so we get the whole scene with Dean, Philly, and Sam on the hunt that John had gone on and disappeared for a few weeks. And honestly, throughout this whole like conversation with like Dean being like, like, I need you. Like, I need you, bro. And Sam being like, no, you don't need me, bro. Wow. Word for word dialogue. Hire me for the next season as a in the writer's room, please. But basically, Dean misses his brother and that's the T. Like, really, that's I know he's worried about his dad, but he could technically do this on his own. And he just miss, he misses him. And that's sad, especially since in future seasons when they talk about Sam leaving for college and Sam's like, yeah, that was a great time for me because I got away. And Dean's like, that was the worst fucking time for me because you left. And like, while I'm like on the same page that like Sam should have left, like it's good for him because like he didn't want that life at the time. Like, it's also really fucking sad that like his brother left him and like... I wish Dean would have, like, gone with him or some shit. I don't know. I, leave John. Who gives a fuck about John Winchester? <laughs> Deadbeat dad of the year, am I right, folks? I remember when he was the line where, because where, Sam's like, Dad, let you go on a hunting trip by yourself. And he's like, I'm 26, dude. Dad, let you go on a hunting trip by yourself? I'm 26, dude. I remember that was, like, comedy gold to me as a child. I, like, I thought that was so funny, and I'm like, see, the show's funny, too. But also, isn't the dad not even in trouble? Like, doesn't he end up, it ends up that, like, he was just sending them on different hunting trips and shit, and it really, and he's, like, on his own, like, crusade or whatever, but yet he's gonna just, he has his phone, he's just gonna ignore his kids and make them worry when he's really just chillin'. He's not chillin', but, like, it just, it 
Just brings me back to my, like, fuck John Winchester mentality because he's just annoying. So then Sam goes back upstairs and tells Jesse he's got to go, bring back the dad or whatever. He's like, I'll be quick. Don't worry. I'll be back in a couple days. And she, being the amazing girlfriend she is, she's like, but your law school interview. And she's like, I'm glad that you're talking to your family, but, like, bro. And, like, that, like, hit. He really had a fucking law school interview and he, like, probably would have fucking got it. And, like, that hurts because he really, he worked so hard for his future as a kid who... They even show it, like, in, in, I think, in a couple seasons, they show flashbacks of them as kids. But, like, at this point, we know that they moved around a lot in, like, motels and shit as kids. And yet he still maintains such good grades, going from school to school, like, every fucking week, it feels like. And, like, yet he still had enough to get into Stanford, which is an Ivy League fucking school. Like, I'm pretty sure even, like, Rory Gilmore got into Stanford, which is crazy, like he like it's great that Rory Gilmore did that not to compare the shows or, or this type of people but like she was consistently in the same high school in the same schools growing up and everything and she had like a stable environment to like grow educationally academically that's the word <laughs> but Sam didn't and like yeah, he still fucking did that and i'm like i'm proud but also that like stabbed me in the fucking chest because like obviously they end up doing like good things for the world and everything in the future episodes but he like had his future laid out for him he worked so hard to get to this point he was gonna be a lawyer wow we're already uh getting real heavy with this one so then we cut to the dumbass dude in his car and he's telling his girlfriend he's on his way or whatever and then he stops on the end of the road to see if this girl's okay and then the girl whatever as we find out is the woman in white and she's like take me home come home with me and he's just being a fucking sleazeball and you know then when he pulls up to her house he's like he's like you don't live here and I'm like, okay, wow, way to shame her. Like, what if she did live there? What if she did live in that really beat up home with, like, I don't know. I guess he knew it was an abandoned home, but, like, also, like, way to be classist and shit. Damn. So, yeah, then that happened. She kills him, whatever. Um, it's what he deserves. <laughs> so then Sam and Dean, like, they, again, like, kind of just, the way they, like, talk about, like, certain things, it's like they're giving, trying to give us a gist of what, like their lives have been like since we saw them as babies in the first like 10 minutes of the show so sam addresses immediately like the credit card scams and everything and like uh and how they use cassette tapes so like we like have this general idea going forward like what they're about and everything another thing that like threw me was like dean's cocky vibe like just hit the way he looks like the looks the faces he makes and stuff and it just it's just so it's so interesting to me because i like i know that they go through a lot of shit but i'd love to pinpoint like when exactly they got like so like dark and like sullen is that the word solemn maybe (laughs) uh i should start bringing a dictionary when i start recording like he has like this vibe about him it's just i you'd probably you could probably refer to this as like big dick energy if like this was around now like it's just so wild (laughs) like not that dean's like a complete he's not a completely different person in the recent seasons but he just doesn't have that energy anymore like that vibe he like they've just been through so much and that's so fucked up watching this now and like realizing the difference 
Uh, also, not a flannel in sight yet at this point in the show because, as like a lot of people know, that's like a, another staple of the show is like their flannel shirts or whatever. So then they go and they go investigate and everything and go to where the dumbass dude died, the sleaze. You know, again with Dean's cocky attitude, but here it's like a little bit more annoying and he's being like really like disrespectful but also like it's kind of funny so it's not like it's not like i'm like scolding him like i really don't give a fuck what he talks about i don't give a fuck how he talks to the police but sam does and like they have their like funny little hitting each other brother moments whatever you know he's really just concerned with finding the dad even though he's spoiler alert not there and then we get the uh when dean walks away he goes agent Mulder, agent scully to the fbi or whatever yeah i didn't pick up on that the first time i watched it because i was a kid didn't know what x-files i knew what x-files was but i didn't i never watched it until like a couple years ago <sighs> i took an advil before recording because i was starting to get a headache and i knew that if i got like crazy while recording this that it would just come out and it's it's starting that advil did nothing for me <laughs> but anyways Oh, it was at that point, at this point in the episode, I realized that the woman in white, Constance Welsh, was played by, because I started looking up the IMDb page while I was watching, she was Carmen in the L word, and I just didn't realize that, and and in the next episode, I also, like, did a lot of IMDb searches. It used to be, like, a skill of mine to, like, be watching a show and be like, they were in this episode for Supernatural for 0.5 seconds as this background character, and then this person died. This Like, I just, I used to know these people, like, like the back of my hand, even, like, unimportant people. It was wild. So then um, Sam and Dean go to meet with Troy's girlfriend, I think Amy, and her friend, who I think is Rachel, but I'm not really sure. And they're just, like, these really cool, like, gothy, like, eccentric gals, and it's cool. But I always assumed that Troy and the girls were in, like, high school or something, but now I'm not really sure. They might be in, like, college or just out of high school. I don't know, because they just didn't look like high schoolers, even though a lot of high most high schoolers on TV do not look like they're in high school because they're not. Um, so, yeah, there was that. So I don't know. I now that I thought about it, it didn't. I'm not really sure where they're at with their age, but and when I was watching it, they kind of looked familiar. And I looked up on IMDb, but I didn't recognize them from anything. And then I realized I was doing that thing where like I probably recognize them from this episode of Supernatural. And I do that all the time with like SVU too, where I'm like, where have I seen this person? And like, actually, that's different because when you watch SVU and you see someone familiar, it's because they're in a different episode playing a different person. We love recasting. <laughs> so then I guess they show the woman in white again because I wrote down in my notes that this episode is forever changed now that I know it's Carmen because it's just it's just so because like watching it all the times I've watched this episode, which is, like, many, she's just always been, like, the woman in white. She's, like, she's a significant part of the episode, but she's not, like, I don't know her by, like, her actress. Like, if I look at, like, Sam and Dean, I also know who they are, like, in real life and everything, but, like, she's just always just been there and part of the episode, and now that I know that she's from something else also, it just made a little, it's just not weird, but, like, just different. Like, it just changed the vibe of the episode. Not that I'm, like, uh, conflating the two characters, Constance and Carmen it's just different 
so then we get like the part of the bridge where like uh where they're like looking for constance and shit and dean's like oh does she know does jess know like everything about you or whatever and he's like no and she's not ever going to know and dean goes well that's healthy does jessica know the truth about you i mean does she know about the things you've done no and she's not ever going to know well that's healthy and like straight up he he's so right because what the fuck like i love like jess and i love that sam is so happy with jess but like at some point you gotta like let her in on some info Uh, like it's just so unhealthy to keep like your entire life prior to like four years ago when i would assume he went away to college like how do you keep all of that hidden like i'm sure he wouldn't dump it on her like all at once but like god like at least ease her into it i'm not saying she's gotta go on a hunts with you but like let her know like that's just it was unhealthy and i gotta agree with dean (laughs) and then he says this is not gonna be my life sam says it and oh man (laughs) buddy you got a whole other you got a whole nother 15 years ahead of you i'm so sorry sweetie i'm so sorry (laughs) so then constance tries to run them over and shit after sam starts talking shit about the family and whatever and dean comes out of the water all muddy because they jump in the water i'm like being really backwards the way i'm talking about this but like i'm trying to like get to the points that i actually like had opinions on so they go to the motel and the name on their fake ids and shit the motel owner guy was like yo your father's here whatever bird from you or whatever his name was so they realized that the dad had been there previously and he rented a room for like a month i think and inside the room he pinned up pictures of like all the woman in white incidents like all around the town for like the past like 30 years or whatever which is like fucked up because i don't know like put it in a notebook like get a bullet journal (laughs) like i know he's got his journal journal but like dude like put it in a book put it in the book sweetie put it in the book because i don't know that's fucking suspicious and then it ends up being like suspicious when the cops see it but like did you not think on like a public property this would be an issue like (laughs) okay john and then when they go into the motel and dean's standing outside for a second while sam gets in and they show like the shot of sam pulling dean into the motel they play it so ominously in like future like uh previously on in the beginning of, of episodes like they they like put music behind it like he's being grabbed by something but really like sam just like get in i don't know i thought that's so funny <laughs> and then i remembered uh watching it when they're in the motel room that the walls like the brown walls with like the wooden look they look like my grandparents walls and i remember that used to like catch my attention when i first watched it i don't know so then they talk about the case or whatever and they i sound like i'm bored with it i'm really not i'm just like trying to get to like the nitty gritty and we get the no chick flick moments and do you remember bitch jerk when they used to do that like what the fuck when did they stop because it used to be like at least like once or twice a season they throw it in there and it's like oh my god they said bitch jerk they did the bitch jerk thing and so can we please have that back for the finale because i will cry like dead ass i will be sobbing if they do that (laughs) oh man (laughs) now i'm thinking about the end and i'm just gonna (laughs) So anyways, so Sam starts checking his voicemail while Dean's in the shower and and it's all like voicemails from Jess, which he should be like at least like sending her some texts at least. I know he's like pretty tech savvy. I know this is 2005, but people texted in 2005. He could have been like letting her know step by step like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. She must have been like real worried, especially since she didn't know anything about his family and like this random man just came to pick him up like that's fucking weird like i would think i would my mind would be going to some crazy places think a lot of shit's going on like 
th- nothing's off limits. I, I would have thought every single scenario. So then this was when I noticed that that I'm sh- I think he was wearing it the whole episode, but I just noticed here that Dean is wearing the Samulet, which it's literally just an amulet, but I think Sam gave it to him like when they were kids or some shit. So it's been coined as the Samulet. And that fucked me up because they brought it up in a recent episode in season 14. And I was like, I like jumped out of my chair when I saw it. I like choked on my air. And I was like, it's the fucking, it's the amulet. And my mom's like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, he wore it for the first like five seasons. And then at some point in season five, I think it was, he gave it to Cass to do something. And again, I'm being vague because I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but I'm, I'm still going to say it. He gave it to Cass to do something and then was like mad about it after. So he threw it away. And then now it's made its way back into our lives, season 14. But, like, it's so fucking crazy because that was, like, that was another staple of the show. But that is, like, not anymore. (laughs) So then the cops, like, catch Dean and they're, like, everything's fake. They're, like, oh, fake ID, fake credit card, fake this, whatever. And he goes, you got anything that's real? He goes, my boobs. Comedy gold. Fucking iconic. I love it. I love it so much. And then they show him the sheriff or whatever interrogating Dean down at the station. And Dean tells him that his name is Ted Nugent. And I remember my dad getting a kick out of it. And like any other time they make musical references, he's like, eh, hey. And then he, the sheriff, while he's interrogating him, slaps down Mr. John Winchester's journal. Which I have the the one that they used to sell, like the book form one or whatever. Yeah, so we got the journal and shit, and like that's such like a key thing. I don't think they, I don't know if they reference it in future like later seasons and stuff. Like I wish they would, but I don't know if they do anymore. Like I don't know when the last time they brought up the journal was because it was like a key thing when they were like looking for the dad. It was like, well, dad wrote about this in his journal. Maybe it's fucking this, like, for the first couple seasons. And, like, I, it got lost somewhere along the way, but also they grew up and, like, didn't really need it. And uh, to be honest, when did they ever need John Winchester? Because <laughs> I certainly don't. <laughs> so then I guess, like, uh, it's the part where Constance ends up in the back of Sam's car, I think, is is what happened. Because all I wrote in my notes was, I wrote, shame, come collect you woman's. Then, yeah, because then Constance starts driving the car, like, with her ghost powers and shit. And I was like, damn, can I get this girl in my car? Because I cannot drive. And maybe, you know, assistance. I feel like there was a way to play off that joke, and that was not it. So I formally apologize. And what's funny about this is she kills guys. Constance, as the woman in white, she kills guys who cheat. And on the L word... A spoiler alert she's cheated on so that's fucked up <laughs> so like all the shit goes down with sam and constance and she he drives into the house with her in the car and everything and she finally goes home because the whole point is she can never go home she can never go in the house because that's where she killed her babies the creepy ass kids when i was watching it like her kids at the top of the stairs being like you've come home to us mommy they made me so hyped to watch the next couple seasons like one and two because i am a hoe for ghost stories like these always slapped i love them so much and like i have like particular episodes in that i'm thinking of right now in like season two and stuff that like i just want to watch so bad right now because like i love the ghost shit like that was always my jam at this time like oh 
I miss shit like that. And I feel like it's not, even if they did do like ghost stories in later seasons, which I think they do sometimes, it doesn't, it doesn't hit as hard. It's like, it's not as fun because like it's become not always in a bad way, but it's become kind of predictable, supernatural. So like those type of episodes, I feel like they wouldn't be as exciting to watch. And it's like, I don't know. It's just different now, but like, I'm really excited to get to those episodes. Like I love this shit. So I, so then, you know, like the kids are what it took to bring Constance like down. And I guess she's like at peace now with them or whatever, because she needed to face her kids. So, so then like Dean like looks at the car and he's like, he's like, Oh, if you screw up my car, I'll kill you. And I think the most unrealistic thing about this show is how the car has lasted all these years because it, it's not only in like the show all these years, but it is, it's supposed to, supposedly John got the car in like the 1970s, I think. So like, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but like, I guess it does. But also, I don't know. The most I know about cars is from TV shows. And usually if a car has been around that long, like shows usually make it like a dramatic point to be like we got to put her down so when they look at the when they're in the car on their way to their next or no not not to the next destination to bring i just went through so many different names in my head before i got to sam (laughs) to bring sam back to school back home with jess uh they realize that that where the coordinates that john left for them was in blackwater ridge colorado and i was like oh my god i already know who's in the next episode it's cory monteith i already know what episode it is but like it just it, it fucks me up every time every time i see him in it so then he goes home and it's like all nice and shit she made cookies and sam's just like he's so happy to be home and he like oh, it's so sad and then he lays on the bed and the fucking blood on his face and it's just and it's so heartbreaking like it really oh my god it really it makes me so sad and i'm like poor sam but also poor jess because she had no idea she had no idea and her family probably blamed sam because he kind of just dipped right after well actually we find out in the next episode that they dug around for a week after she died but that doesn't really i'd like to know what happened that doesn't really clarify anything because he they dug around for a week but like what did they do did he see her family did he go to the funeral do what do their friends think and i know they address some of the friend things in like multiple future episodes but it still doesn't clarify it like because if i were her family i'd be hella suspicious and i would definitely blame him because he was gone for a weekend and then she's dead like it's just it doesn't sis it don't add up there should have been an episode on that where like with like her family and stuff but it's definitely too late for that there's no way 15 years later there's going to be an episode like that and there shouldn't be i think it wouldn't be right right now it wouldn't fit also now it in i forget what season it was it was in a later season where or somewhere in the middle maybe not really later maybe more middle where we actually get details on how jess died and everything and like that's fucked up so like it kind of like made it a little bit different like knowing exactly what happened while watching him find her dead and everything and it's just so fucked up but like of course like we have the parallels between like the beginning of the episode where the mother's over sam's sam as a baby and she dies like that and then jess uh, jess uh, sam as an adult and his girlfriend jess dies like that above him and it's just fucked up and then it broke my heart because again another parallel because then dean carries his baby brother out of the house and it's just it makes me real emotional 
And then, of course, we get another iconic line, we got work to do. And then that was, that, that's all she wrote. That's just, it's just so sad. And then when Netflix, like, like, you know when Netflix is on the end credits and it, like, closes out, kind of, and it shows you, like, a thumbnail picture in the background of the cast and also, like, the next episode in the bottom corner it went from them as like babies to all of a sudden like this big thing on the screen of just them as like grown-ass adults and it was so jarring to see them so much older after just watching that like it really fucked me up and then like the i know that they i think they play around with two different end credit songs one is like the the theme song kind of like the one that plays on like the main menu of the dvd like the more like a little bit more upbeat but the one that this ended on was like the slow one and it was like weirdly calming and like one because of like the tone of the music and two because of because of like the memory in the back of my mind of like having these on in the middle of the night and then just like hearing that like in the dark like i don't know there's just something about it it was just it was kind of comforting i don't know uh but yeah that's the end of the episode that was kind of confusing i feel like but like also not really. So uh, again, I'm going to leave my Twitter and my email in the description of the episode. And if you have things to say, things to add on, things you want me to talk about in future episodes, let me know, you guys. I'm here. I'm open. Like, let's do this. In my last episode, I made a joke about happy hunting being like my send off on this show, which was a joke, first of all. But also, I remembered that uh, one time Jared Pyle, he said, tune in for tragedy about the show. And everyone was like, this is it. This is the, this is what the show, this is what it's about. And it reminded me that I, I, I wrote a poem in my English class about Supernatural and I titled it tune in for tragedy. So, you know, I might play around with that and use that, steal it. <laughs> not the poem itself, the tune in for tragedy part. Jesus Christ. Okay. In case you haven't guessed, I'm really bad at at signing off on these things, but you know, it's going to get better. It's going to get better, you guys. So tweet me, email me, whatever. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me and goodbye guys. Thanks for listening. House rules, Sammy. Driver picks the music. Shotgun shuts his cake hole.